This is Culture Communication and Brand Moments with Shelby Joe Long, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Culture Communication and Brand Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Shelby Joe Long. Hi, I'm Shelby here with the Genius Entrepreneur Podcast. This week, I have the opportunity to speak with someone that I'm very excited to learn about, a little bit more about her story. I know what she's done in her past, and now it's time to kind of look at what she's doing in her future. So Kellyanne, welcome to the podcast today. I am excited to learn about how your genius and your intuition has been transformed into your career and now next stages of your life. So excited to hear more about that. So Kellyanne Jenkins, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I, I love to talk about the future and, and what I have planned and just kind of see where we go. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more. But first thing, I want you to tell us a little bit about, about your your brand and tell us about who you are. And so we have some idea about what you, what, where, some idea <laughs> where you're going. Yeah, um, that can go so many different ways, but <laughs> you, you know, just kind of, I'll start with my professional career. I, I started my professional career as an attorney. Um, when I was younger, my parents always kind of pushed me into a professional career and I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't really know how to think for myself. Um, I, I knew that I, I wanted to find success, whatever that meant. Uh, and, and I knew that maybe if I went into a professional career, it would be a good way to go. And so I, I pretty much stumbled upon law school and the way that happened, um, my boyfriend at the time had graduated college and he was in law school and I went to visit. And when I went to visit, they were having a mock trial competition. And one of the things that I've always loved, I always loved being on stage. I, I loved acting. I love public speaking. And so I saw this going on and I thought, well, this is cool. This is what I should do. And so I applied to law school, uh, ended up going the next year and, and starting that whole process. Um, I did really well in law school. I, I loved anything that was any arguing. I loved giving the presentations. I loved the trial work. I also love writing. So I, I really enjoyed that aspect of law school. And then when I graduated, I took a job at a big litigation firm. I wanted to be in the courtroom. I wanted that fast-paced lifestyle. Um, I also, this was a really large law firm. So there were 78 attorneys in the office. Six of them were women. Uh, and, and, and I love that though. Like that was, it was really fun for me. I learned a lot from them, but ultimately what happened was I realized that as I continued to practice, a lot of the attorneys working in this fast-paced law firm, the partners who had been there their entire careers, I saw that they were miserable. And I took a step back and started thinking about what I actually wanted for my life. And it wasn't that. If, if I was stuck sitting behind a desk or even, even stuck being in a courtroom, you know, I, I couldn't travel, which was something I loved. And 
I've never been one who's done well with uh, being told what to do or being put in a certain box. So when my boss told me, you have- Can I, oh, yes. Yeah, I want to ask you a question. Oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, let me just finish that point then. So my boss told me, you have required FaceTime hours. You have to be here from 8.30 a.m. until 6.30 p.m. and half days every Saturday. And I just thought, no, that's that's not for me anymore. And it's it's time it's time to find something different. So yeah, go, go ahead. Because I know I I, I want to talk more about lawyer, but I want to talk I want to talk about what this because you became attracted to speaking and to arguing and all that. It's just a similarity we have. So I need to I need to dig into yeah. it a little bit because you know my background i'm in college debate i've been in it forever i love being in front of an audience i love yeah. public speaking so we are of the minority that doesn't happen very often and did you know that you did you know that you liked that before you got into it or is that something that emerged as a as a your genius really is did that emerge after you got into it does that make sense yeah, and it was, it's a little bit of both. I think I really realized in law school how good I was at it, yeah. but it's something that I've, I've always done. I, I remember the first, I can remember <laughs> word for word, the first speech I gave, and it was in first grade when I was running for student council. And I, I, rem I mean, <laughs> I, that was the start of it all. So yeah. 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 So it's just something that's always been a part of that. And then, then you get into the law and then it's, it's probably not as much of that as you maybe thought no. it would be. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's definitely not that much of it. Uh, especially if you're in, like if I'm in litigation in Florida, if it's civil and it, criminal, you get in the courtroom a lot more often. If it's civil, the chances of me going to trial are so rare because people end up settling at the last minute. So to actually get to give these arguments, I didn't get that many opportunities. So right. yeah, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really doing what I love. Right. But we have the, we have the, you know, legally blonde in our mind that they're on the stage all the time and doing all yes. that for sure. For sure. <laughs> Well, sorry to interrupt the show. I just wanted yeah, to, yeah. to see what, because you were drawn to that. It was something that attracted mm -hmm. you. So, yeah. So, but the corporate setting was not for you. So what was after that? Corporate setting was not for me. So um, at my husband at the time had started his own law practice and he was one of those people. He's really good at like going out and talking to people, but not very structured. And I can be, I, I'm a structured person. Uh, I'm really good at like putting in systems in place, making things more efficient. I'm really good at seeing patterns and, and finding ways to make things work and, and to make them work more effectively. So I thought, well, I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna run his law practice, which, which I did. And I, I was still handling cases and taking them on, but you know, I didn't get to go into the courtroom all that often. I found what I loved was running the business, growing the team. So it was a lot of the strategy involved with running the business and a lot of the leadership skills. I felt like I was constantly challenged as a team leader. And, and that was something that I wanted to develop. I wanted to learn more about myself. I wanted to be better, so. Yeah. And then that 
because that that I mean it's kind of comes down to performance too, right? Yeah. You, you perform in the courtroom, you perform as a speaker, and you, you enjoy that. But then also being a a leader that directs and that's a strategist. Yeah. That's that's something that kind of steps into that performance role too. Yeah. Yeah, that performance role is something I've done my whole life. Starting when I was a kid in sports, uh, theater in middle school, um, even even still, like I still love to run. I love I love any type of athletic challenge that I can take. I just like to be out there performing. But that's where that's what I'm driven towards, and I love to help other women do the same. Absolutely. Let's talk about your, tell us about your, because I would say that you are a runner that is, that is separate from the rest in the fact that you do a lot of it and you uh, run very long distances and it takes time and commitment and it, it, it takes time to do that. So it's a real commitment for that. When did you really get into, I mean, it sounds like that's always been a part of your life, but when did you really get into, into the ultra marathon type of competitive running? I started, so I started running right after law school, just as a way to stay in shape. I was a brand new lawyer studying for the bar, didn't have any money, needed something to help my mental health as well, a little stress release. And so I started running. I couldn't run around the block at the time, but I, I quickly found that I enjoyed that as an outlet. And I just, I kept going. Um, that ultimately led to me running my first marathon. And then now I'm doing ultra marathons, which, which I think is, is so much fun and also so different from the marathons in a lot of ways, but uh, yeah, it's, it's something that I really enjoy. I think it, it helps, it helps not only my physical, but also my mental health. It helps my focus. It helps my clarity, helps my sleep quality. So, so I, I just absolutely love it. Yeah. I um, don't have the same love for it, but I understand that it's so, so good, especially in such a high stress job, being a lawyer and, and figuring out your life and all that. It's so important to have a physical outlet to help Mm -hmm. with that mental clarity. So I feel like the physical, talk to me about your brand. How did that emerge? This whole idea, because, uh, because you are a lawyer, but you also are doing these other things and coaching and stepping into that space. So tell me about your brand. I think it's really a unique brand and something to, you. your method is different and it's just be interesting to hear about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess one of the ways to really start that is to talk about this crazy adventure I went on last year. And that was to run seven marathons on all seven continents within seven days. And that's a great start to a story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I could talk about that for days, but that's, that's a whole different topic, different story. That's (laughs) That's one book of the many. (laughs) I I actually have several, several chapters already written about that because it, it was such an incredible journey and so many lessons learned things that apply to business that apply to relationships that, I mean, just life in general, health, uh, uh, mindset, uh, really, really cool experience. But oh, while, cool. I, while I was training for that, it, it was really time consuming. I was getting up sometimes at 2.30 in the morning to get a three hour run done before I had a 6.30 a.m. 
um, networking meeting. And, and people would often ask me like, how did you stay in it? When didn't you wake up and not want to go? And, and yeah, there were times when I didn't want to run, but I learned a few things about mindset that really helped. One of them was that I get to wake up and do this. How cool is it that I am training for something that is inspiring to other people that not many people get to do in their lives? I, I think 200, just right around 200 people in the history of the world have done this. Um, wow. and, and I was like, it's something that is unique to me. And I'm really excited about the challenge. I'm scared and it's something, and I'm really embracing that discomfort. And when I looked at it as the things I was like, what I was learning through it, I really, I started to fall in love with the process. And when you fall in love with the process, you're not worried about you know, the big end result. You're not overwhelmed by uh, all the work you have to do or how far you have to go to that to get there. You wake up every morning just, just I mean, excited. Like I was so energized by the challenge and and by the work I had to put in. And I learned that I could translate that to all other areas of my life. Uh, and I often so it's something that I use in the business. Like it, it helps in growing the, in growing the law firm. Um, it helps me in growing my other businesses. And I found that a lot of women were coming to me and asking me you know, to help mentor them. And they wanted to learn like, how did I do this? And through the mentoring, I, I realized that I could really inspire them. And, and as a coach, I had even more power because it was coming from within them. I was really helping them uncover, you know, their inner genius uncovered what is holding them back and, and really create a story for themselves and a life for themselves. Oh, that's really cool. So tell me again, there's your book yeah. or one yeah. of your books, but it's uh yeah. How did that, how does that feed into your, so your brand is called Spire. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's so yes. inspirational. Yeah, so the brand is Spire. It's um, Spire Coaching and Consulting, and there are different aspects to it. Uh, my tagline: It's Aspire, Perspire, Inspire. Aspire is is basically life performance coaching. It's about having those big goals, and you know, mm -hmm. having that big vision and setting up for it. And then Perspire is doing the work to go after those goals. And, and there's also a physical component to it. I, I believe that everyone should at least take 10 minutes a day to focus on their movement, movement, mindfulness. These are all like minor habits that will just create major results long-term. Absolutely. So yeah. So perspire to doing the work, maybe actually physically getting out and sweating and then inspire you know, once you've you've aspired to big things, you've put in the work, you've reached your goals. Now you're inspiring other people to do it as well. So, so yeah, and it's about me like helping other women do the same. You know, if they're feeling stuck in their lives, it's, it's getting them out and helping them like really live the life that they want to live. It is. Well, it's, it's interesting. Just, just listening to the whole story, like the transition from corporate law into yeah. the private firm and now and still you're still in law but then there's also yeah. this other piece to it too i just think about how because i had similar experience with me 
only I'm not an ultra marathon runner, <laughs> but like oh. a similar experience to like in academia, I enjoyed it there. I liked speaking. I like teaching. I like all those things, but then you feel kind of trapped because you're yeah. in that industry and you're not able to inspire the way that, that maybe you're supposed to. And so, but I, I feel that sometimes there's something that makes that transition happen. And I feel that, I feel that some people are hit with that. Like, gosh, I don't know if I see myself here for yeah 30 more years, but what is that next step? And so you hear it and you talk about that. Like, those are all things for entrepreneurs that like, yeah, you have no fear to get out there and go run. You have no fear to go step out and be this mentor, but we're taught and we're encouraged to stay mm -hmm. safe and stay in an industry because that's where you get health insurance and that's where you do all the things, you know? So it's, it's just, I think it's an inspiring story to encourage people to think that there's more, there is more out there. So, well, I, I like that you brought up that point because my parents were so concerned with me stepping outside of what they thought was a safe, stable career. Like it stresses them out so much. And in, and in turn, that stressed me out when I was younger. I, I, you know, that's where I ended up maybe in that box for a little bit. I wanted something stable. I didn't want to take those risks, but I realized there's so much more behind it. And sometimes you just have to step out and do it. And when should you do it? And, and should you do it? A lot of that comes down to the work I do with other women. And that's understanding your core values. Why? What, what is driving you? Like, what you like, like, what do you feel in your heart? Understanding your core values and then listening to your intuition every so often checking that you're making decisions that are aligned with your values. And, and it, when your values change, because they might, as you continue to grow and learn, are you shifting with your core values? Sure. Yeah. That, uh, do you find that as a coach is stepping into that role as a mentor, do you find that that's easier to ask the questions of others instead of asking them questions to yourself? I only ask because I definitely do. <laughs> because that, it's it's a reflection in the mirror, you know what I mean? It's interesting because I think it's the opposite for me. I've I've always been able to ask myself those questions, but sometimes I didn't know what to ask. It was other coaches who really brought it out of me. Uh, I'm a big advocate for coaching in, in all aspects of my life. I don't know if that's because I grew up as an athlete, but you know, I have a running coach. I work with a nutrition coach. I work with a life coach. I worked with a business coach. I had an executive and leadership coach. It's, um, I, I just think it's so important because you can't see your own blind spots. Exactly. And, and so someone else asking you those questions can, can really help. And, but it took me understanding that in myself and being able to ask myself those questions before I could ask someone else those questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you've got to go through, you've got to go through that introspective yeah. process, introspective, but then trusting somebody else to ask you those questions too. Sure. I think that's, that's a big, that's a big piece of it too. Cause it's, it is hard to ask those questions and it is hard yeah. to, to, it's hard to change course. It's hard mm -hmm. to change. 
you know, people often avoid doing challenging things, but it sounds like you kind of just have the mindset to confront those things, yeah. like running 52 miles in this upcoming <laughs> ultra marathon. So I was going to ask, that is coming yeah. up. When yes, is that? Yeah. Um, March 9th out in Antelope Canyon in Arizona. I'm running a 50 mile ish race <laughs> through the desert, through the Canyon. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I, it's going to be a challenging race, but also just being out in nature. And for me, that's part of the mindfulness of it. I love connecting with nature. I love, I, uh, I love the spirituality that comes with that for me. Um, so between the running and, and just being out in nature for an entire day is I, I'm really looking forward to it, no matter how challenging it gets. Yeah. It's how, how long is it going to take you to do 52 miles or 50 it's, some odd miles? It's really hard to say because with this course and the terrain, it's not like I'm just going on a road or even on a trail and running 50 sure. miles it's going to be a lot of hiking. There's a lot of sand. There'll be some areas where we are actually climbing and going down into the Canyon. So 14 hours, maybe yeah. 12, 12, somewhere 12 to 14 hours, hours I would expect. Ah, oh, that's going to be so cool. Yeah. Wear a GoPro. Uh, uh, Film it all. Cause it's, I've been to Antelope Canyon and I've, I've, I've hiked in there and we paddleboarded in there. It was really cool. I think it's quite a lot bigger than just what we saw, but there's yeah. a, it's, it's stunning. And so it's, uh, it's awesome. I I'm so excited. It's an area I've never been to. I've, you know, I made it one of my goals to visit all 50 States and I have, but there's still so much of our oh country. It's, it's incredible. And I've never been to the Antelope Canyon area. I'm going to stop at the Grand Canyon in Sedona as well. So I'm just really excited about the adventure. Yeah. Speaking of adventure, I want to ask where you had, you did seven marathons in a year mm -hmm. on seven different continents. Where were they? Um, yes, I did the seven marathons. They were within seven days. They're back to back to back. So we started, um, there was a group of days. us. It was in seven days. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting to have done something that a lot of people think is impossible. People told me it was impossible. Even after it was done, um, one of the news articles that was shared on the internet, the comments were pretty funny. There were, a, there was at least one guy who was adamant that you could not travel to Antarctica. And so therefore it was impossible and that it was all staged. And this was a conspiracy theory. Um, and so I, I just really enjoyed that. Um, yeah <laughs> like but yeah yeah we so it was an organized event um and the group of us met in Cape Town and it, it was actually I was in Cape Town a year ago today I just saw that pop up in in my photos but so we started in Cape Town and then when the weather we had a good weather window we flew to Antarctica the race start in Antarctica starts the clock for the seven days ran the marathon in Antarctica it happened to be negative 26 degrees with 50 mile an hour gusts of winds that day. Uh, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And then we immediately get back on a plane, fly to Cape Town. We run a marathon in Cape Town. It is 84 degrees, sunny, oh, like just polar opposite conditions. Uh, and then from Cape Town, we flew to Perth. 
Perth to Dubai, Dubai to Madrid, Madrid to Fortaleza, Fortaleza to Miami. In seven days. Seven days. That's seven marathons. 52 yeah. miles is going to be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself, but I'm not training as hard now. So it's going to hurt. <laughs> that is crazy. How many, how many of you did this? There were, so there were 78 of us total traveling. I think 52 were runners of that. Maybe 30 did full marathons. The rest did half marathons. The oldest runner who joined the group was 80 years old. This is abs talk about inspiring. Absolutely incredible. Wow. He was 80 years old. He did the full marathons. This was his second time running the event. He did it maybe four years prior and said on his 80th birthday, he would come back and he showed up. He did. You know, he was out there. He knew all of our names. Uh, a lot of times the races were loops. So when we would pass him, he would cheer us on. Just awesome. Awesome. What an experience. Yeah. Kellyanne, I don't think I've ever met somebody with so much grit. Jeez, you have done so much and facing all sorts of fear and in your in running and making the leap from corporate and doing all these different things. It's very inspiring. So thank you for telling us all yeah. the, the those stories. That's amazing. I can't wait to read about it. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I love I love talking about it and sharing my journey because it, it was life-changing for me. And, and as a kid and as a young adult, fear got, had held me stuck for so long. And just going on this journey really did transform my life and opened up so many new opportunities. And I'm just hopeful that I can do the same, even if it's just one other person that I can inspire and help do the same. Uh, I always ask this at, towards the end of the yeah. interview, but do you have any advice for somebody out there that is maybe thinking about taking the leap and to uh, mm. do something that like to enter entrepreneurship, to do something that might not be in their comfort zone? Sounds like a good place. Yeah, I do. Uh, and that's take the first step the timing will never be perfect. There's always going to be a reason to not take that step. Just take that first step and do it one step at a time. Don't think about how far you have to go. Just be present in the step you're in. Well, that's a great piece of advice. And I might never run a marathon, but. <laughs> or you might. We'll I see. Might. How much... <laughs> you might inspire me to do that. That marathon story is crazy of those seven marathons. That's insane. I love that. Never met anybody who has done that. So that's awesome. Kellyanne, thank you for telling us yeah. your story. And yeah. I am excited to see what's next for your brand. What's next for your race. I can't wait to see the photos of your, of your journey in Antelope Canyon. There's a lot to come The I think yeah. there's a new story that's beginning. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it and just really excited to embrace the journey and see where I end up. I think there is no better advice for aspiring entrepreneurs out there. So there's lots of good lessons here today. So Kellyanne, thanks for coming on the podcast today. And to all your listeners out there, I know I was inspired to think differently about my genius, but think differently about our practices, think differently about what we do. 
That's what we have to do. We have to move and adapt and shift. And you got to take that first step. Otherwise, you never know what's going to happen. So we'll see you next time on the Genius Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments with your host, Shelby Joe Long. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.